Hello, everybody, and welcome to the post-week six Canning Horts pod. I'm welcomed by my co-host, Jack Wright. Jack, how are things going in GR tonight? Going great, partner. Um, first week back at work after the, the eight-week leave. You're back? Yeah, we're back. Um, so happy to be having a beer, having my second beer. Um, what kind of horn? We're still on the Miller Lights, man. We haven't made our way to the booze store recently. Sheesh, um, dude. So, the so listeners need more. Pills and, yeah. Uh, when, I know we got Carl coming on in two weeks. I'll have some special horns for, for that pod. Um, okay. I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, it, it kind of been easing you know, back into uh, into work. But, yeah, we're, we're back and uh, just ready for Thursday Night Football again. I don't want you to take you doing, these you know, weeknight cans for granted i really want you to start branching out a little bit um yeah I, i've gotten lazy with them yeah you I, got really them. I know i know and i, I want to keep you honest and um okay i got king of well, borks Mr. ipa going over here this is a i mean i don't even know what percent banger this is but it's it's heavy um, but it's hitting hard i mean it's slapping i'm looking on the thing it's also like a tall boy too um Ooh. what was it called king of what uh king of borgs um, okay. A Pipeworks collab with Mars Brewery. I walked wow. into the to the li- liquor store last weekend, and I was on the phone, so I was kind of like distracted and just kind of like aimlessly staring into the into the glass. And the uh, guy walks up to me, like the owner, and is like, "Hey, like you know, what are you looking for?" And I was like, "Oh, I just you know kind of panicked and was like, oh, I'll do like a I'm trying looking for a new IPA." And he points me to these ones, and they're like the most expensive ones in there by uh, far. And I'm like, okay, like, sure, man, like I guess I'm getting these ones tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I got going. Um, what else? Intro wise, Jack, we got a we got an interesting sweaty subs pod last week. Um, I think you know we talked a little bit about it, you and I, in our prep, and we both are just grateful that SP got a platform. But the real takeaway for us was just that D. Kirk is just like Littlefinger, man. You just can't trust that guy. The things he'll do to his partners, those that you know you think that you're his friend, is um, you just got to be careful. So that's kind of the PSA yeah. to the league. At least that's that was my big takeaway. Yeah, you, you know you feel for Lane. Uh, you know I, I saw the the link come out. I was like, oh great, you know that's there we do the pod. And then Lane responds with, what is this? So I knew that it was going to be spicy. Uh, again, nothing, not taking anything away from SP. Uh, his voice deservingly so needed to be heard. Um, but man, the, the lack of comms between uh, partners, per se, over there um, was, was something. So we'll, we'll see what, what happens next week if, if Lane's a part of Dylan's podcast or not. Right, right. Certainly not a joint venture. Um, I th- This is what we can promise to SP is that our podcast can be played while he's driving and in front of SP3. We keep things yep. uh, positive, appropriate, um, data-driven, and just full of, of love and care. So, yep. um, TLC. That's one of our one of our guarantees each and every week. Jack, big trades. I guess before we jump into that, I'll give just a quick outline of what we got going on tonight. We'll talk about our trades. We'll talk about waivers over the last two weeks. We'll do some week five highlights, week six highlights. And then we'll wrap things up with uh, power rankings and uh, manager of the week. Uh, but Jack, what what big trades happened since we last spoke? 
Yeah, one one blockbuster. Um, I just feel like there there has been a lot of trades, but yeah, one blockbuster was with between uh, Woodbrook and Wiggy, uh, and Clay received Kamara, AJ Brown, and Anthony Richardson for Etienne and Josh Allen. Uh, initially, at the time, I thought Clay definitely won this trade. Um, AJ Brown, I think, would be better than ETN. Plus, you got Kamara, who just came out like a very high volume week, and AR could put up 25. I mean, the, the ceiling of AR was really high, so I thought that was a great trade for Clay. And then, of course, the next two weeks, ETN's put up like 30 a game. Josh Allen's had you know a couple good games, and Richardson gets hurt. So, you know, now it looks like a, a win for um, Kehoe, but. Not that much because Kamara and AJ Brown are still studs. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I think you know Clay. I was playing Clay that week that he made that trade, and just due to his buy situation, he was a little bit desperate for some players. I think he had a couple gaps, and he still ended up having to play. I think Gainwell that week, so his hand was a little bit forced unless he wanted to give away a week, which is never a good idea. So. He kind of does the the two for three trade to get you know some more startable guys, um, but man, I just you know twenty twenty hindsight, um, I'm just happy because that London game, Josh Allen and Etn both went off, and um, since then I just um, I think Clay's probably regretting a little bit, but I mean Kamara and AJ Brown are going to be studs going forward, so. Um, Quarterback is typically the easiest position to stream, and Clay's yeah. roster is still solid. Um, so even with the Richardson injury, it's not even that bad of a trade for Clay, even at this point. No, so I don't, I don't think so at all. Um, yeah, I mean, still having a top five wide receiver out of that, and Kamara, who's probably a low-end RB1 with the RB landscape right now, um, I still think is a, a good return. Yeah. And then we had a, a small trade just today, Jack. Uh, Drake London uh, SP trades uh, to fill uh, for Roshan Johnson, I believe, the Bears running yep. back. Um, I don't know, not much to dig into here, am I right? Yeah, I mean, SP just has, you know, Olave, Lockett, McLaurin, Drake London was never going to see the field, who actually has been looking when I looked at his numbers, has been a lot better than I thought. Um, and Roshan could be a, a high upside play. He's already given up on his on his angel uh, McLaughlin. Um, you know, we were already texting him. I said Javante is a statement start this week um, because his little bitch boy angel isn't going to do anything, and he's already on the bench. But other than that, other than some some personal vendetta against that, um, yeah, not not a lot to highlight there. Yeah, I think that's a good segue to waiver pickups. And going back two weeks, we have SP bidding $26 for his, uh, you know, quote-unquote captain, a guy that he wanted to make captain. Um, and that first week, he actually put up 16 points, uh, Julio McLaughlin, that is. And there were several other high bids as well. I think uh, one in the low 20s plus one in the high teens. Um, so that was, a you know, a, a high, I say anything above like 20 and especially 25 is, is a pretty high bid. You know, that's over a fourth yeah. of your budget. So that was a big, uh, you know, big expense by SP. And, you know, one that it's kind of TBD whether it plays out and how much 
Um, I don't think you, you dropped Jaleel. Like, he hasn't dropped him yet. That's Am I right? No, he's, he's not drop-worthy. I mean, he's super fast, super talented. Um, and if, you know, he does get the full workload, and if there's any other injuries to that backfield, like, he'll be a, a great start. Um, but now it could be a three-headed backfield. So, yeah. Yeah, so it's I'd, just a little brutal in Denver. So not like a terrible, terrible bid by any means. Not the best bid. Um, another big one uh, going back two weeks was Clay putting twenty-seven on De Mercado. I think a rookie from TCU. Uh, there were two seventeen-dollar bids, and this one looks like a, a just a complete flop. Um, already dropped him. Uh, I don't did Clay play him last week. I don't even think he played him. So I don't know. Didn't find didn't find the field. Didn't find the field, and, but uh, spent over no a fourth of the budget. Right That's just yeah. a bad, bad pickup there for Clay. Um, but there is something to be said about cutting your losses and freeing up that spot for somebody else, not hanging on to dead weight. So I guess we'll give uh, a small golf clap for Clay for cutting cutting the dead weight pretty yeah. quickly. Hey, not a fit. That, that's on me. Yeah. Uh, the other big pickup this week, Jack, was Kareem Hunt by Sam for $27. The next highest bid was actually you, Jack, for 19 Did you think that was going to secure him? Um, I felt pretty good about it. Um, I debated going up to like 21 or something. Obviously, that wouldn't have made a, a big of a difference. Um, but yeah, just kind of having Ford was why I wanted him in case one of those two goes down or in case, I guess, Ford went down. I think Hunt will would be a good uh, handcuff there and would get the full workload. Um, and actually, Hunt might be like a flex play during a bye week as well. Um, I think it's just kind of like a 50-50 split there, and their schedule lightens up. So I kind of wanted him, um, but Sam wanted him a little more. Yeah. Seven bucks. Sam's better. Sam's team is... Talk a to me again. Yeah. Yeah, you, you're trying, Jack, to acquire some guys, but just can't can't seem to do it. Yeah. Um, Sam just beats me and then beats me in the free agency and just get tugged left and right. Tugged all over the place. Um, the Tuggers are a little bit light on RB, uh, starting Dante Foreman and Cream Hunt this week. Um, so it makes sense that he wanted to to make sure to get Cream Hunt with that, that high bid of $27. Um, anything else stick out to you, Jack, for uh, trades, waivers, anything else before we jump into what happened in week five? Um, just from a budget summary standpoint, uh, I feel like last year and previous years, a lot of people have held on to their dollars. Uh, and I feel like this year is not the case. Muertos is already down to only seven bucks left. Whoa. MOS has 29 left. Huggers has 37. Uh, a lot of people in the 50 range. Um, I believe it's you and... Kehoe have the most at 87 bucks, then me at 72, and then a lot of people just like in the 40s and 50s. Um, so I've always been one to just spend my money early and not, and I've kind of been a little more conscious of it this year. Um, so we'll see how it pans out, but a lot of people are, are spending their fab this year, going to get in their guys. So we'll see uh, if that helps or, or hurts in the long run come playoff time. Yeah, TBD. It's it's like hard to imagine. Like I, I know this will happen, but it's hard to even think of like who could possibly be worth like a max bid. You know, like who else is not already on a roster right now that could. You just have no idea. Yeah. And there's always someone like come week 13, 14. Yeah. 
It's so uh, true. just like emerges and becomes a starter and blows up. Like I felt like that was McKinnon last year. He like kind of came out of nowhere in the last four weeks of the fantasy season had like 20 points a game. Um, and he just could be a league winner that's been sitting on waivers all year. So you just never know. Yeah. You never know. Um, Good stuff there with the the budget report. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Jumping into week five, do you want to kick things off, or do you want me to kick things off here? You can go, partner. All right. So what what stood out to me from week five? So jumping back um, to, to to two weeks ago, there were a couple things that stood out to me. Uh, the first one, the highlight for me was the Woodbrook Lions putting up um, a massive score. Keep in mind, not the highest we've seen so far this year. But still, nonetheless, an impressive 168 points, um, really on the back of ETN putting up 35. Um, and then we talked about how ETN also has done well, um, put up 21 this past week. Um, and it really, I mean, Keo's season could have looked so much different. He trades Richardson, who gets hurt, um, and he trades Justin Jefferson, who also got hurt. Um, and he got a, a King's Ransom in that Justin Jefferson trade. Uh, so his team is, I mean, I'm sure he's going to be at the top or near the top once our algorithm throws out our power rankings. Um, but he's he's really been, um, you know, been on the right side of, of luck so far this year with injuries um, and, and yeah. dodged some bullets. I mean, if he could, instead of having Chase and Cup, his wide receiver one would have been Debo. His wide receiver two would have been Michael Thomas if he doesn't make that trade. Now he's sitting with Chase, Cup, Debo on the bench. So, well done. Well done to Kehoe for making those trades at, at timely points in the season. Yeah. Yeah. We just, hats off to him. Uh, Jack, I also want to bring you into the fold here. Uh, week five, you put up 101 points, which is a pretty solid score, as we know. Um, but the way you did it was what was impressive to me. Um, you got a crafty. And you truly manufactured this when you had Rasheed Rice, Josh Reynolds, and Tajay Spears in your starting lineup that week. Um, I think they all scored a touchdown, am I right? Like You, you did a good they job did. picking up some scrubs and throwing them into the lineup. Yeah, uh, reserves knew that they had to step up um, that week due to some, some injuries. Uh, I forget who we had out, but obviously multiple people. Uh, Amon Ra was out, so we picked up Reynolds during the week and, and fired him up and that was my favorite week of fantasy football, just seeing those guys come in and all score. Uh, we, we were a proud organization uh, after that week, and then uh, you know we lose week six. So life comes at you fast, but it was, it was a good week. <laughs> hey, good week. Uh, we're focused on week five right now, Jack. Just think back to your what was yeah. your favorite week in fantasy football history? Favorite week ever. I mean, favorite week. not many people's favorite weeks uh our week five during you know just a random week in the middle of the season so <laughs> i'm happy but, for you but we, we're gonna hang the banner week five 2023 uh, week. last thing for me from week five was um following week four i made several comments about how the defensive scoring was getting a little out of control in week five it toned itself back down i think in week uh four there was like five of People had uh, defense as one of their top three scorers. Week five, uh, there was zero. So defenses finally kind of, I guess water finds its level. Maybe we don't need to adjust the scoring. I don't know. Um, but zero teams had a top scorer 
or at least one of their three top scorers be their defense. So yeah. that, that was something we, I wanted to we, follow up on. We needed that. We needed that. Okay. What did, what, did, um, what stuck out to you for week five? Yeah. How about Master Stroke? Um, you know, he, first of all, I, I going back to, to their podcast, I found it funny that he said he thinks he could do porn. Um, interesting comment. And it quite made me chuckle. So that was like something he's been that, like waiting to bring up for like, yeah, you know, <laughs> it was like totally out of context, but quite funny. Um, but you know, he, he stroked in week five. Um, you know, DJ Moore went off for 45 points on Thursday night football. He was letting us know about it. Uh, very pumped about it, but that was, that was awesome. And, and feeling, um, kind of just, you know, popped off again and showed that he was going to be consistent uh, this year and has been since. Um, and it's just funny because, you know, he, he drafted running back or running back when Jacobs and Henry or Henry and Jacobs, um, they've both been like good, not great. Um, but his, you know, random group of wide receivers have, have all gone off and have been better than expected. So last year, Stroke's got a, an interesting team and, and they're kind of, uh, you know, finding their groove right now. Yeah, yeah. The thing about Littlefinger is, is I don't think he realizes that nobody really wants to trade for Thielen, you know, despite how well he's doing. He's, yeah, no he's, one does. He's trying to generate interest, buzz. He's throwing his name out a lot. He texted me today about him, like when it wasn't even relevant to anything. Um, so he's trying to generate some buzz around the guy, trying to flip him, you know, sell high. And I don't think people are buying it. He's already generating buzz about Zeke, too, to me. So, um, <laughs> for whatever that's worth. He said, Ramondre's out, Zeke's uh, RB2. Which, actually, he, he may be if, if Stevenson would be out, but I don't think he's hurt, so I don't know why that was that conversation was being had. Um, but, MOS, um, you know, great week, 151 points. Um, but also in, in week five was just no close games. Uh, Lightning, Kale beat, I think, Phil, uh, 76-56 by 20 points, and that was the closest game we had. So wow. uh, no no interesting games, no nail-biters, no drama, um, no defensive scoring. So let's just, you know, let's just score points and move on. Uh, week six was completely opposite. Um, you know, I, I'm always a, a bonanza guy, and we, at least my game for sure, there was a couple games that were affected. Uh, my game came down to the wire. Um, I think I was down three points going into the night. I had Keenan, Tuggers had CD, and uh, Sam said it perfectly when we were texting each other. This is just ping-ponging right now. It's <laughs> literally like, Chargers would get the ball, I'd go up, you know, then they'd punt or whatever, and then Cowboys would get the ball, CD would get like a 20-yard catch, and then he'd go up. So it was just back and forth all night. Um, I was down... Point seven going into the Chargers' last drive. Keenan gets a little seven-yard out route, flag offsides, and the Cowboys are uh, the Chargers accepted the penalty. So I didn't get my points, didn't get my dub. Um, so that mm. was tough. Mm. Uh, I know Reggie and, and Wiggy were in a battle. Uh, Reggie had Herbert and Josh Palmer going, and Palmer had a touchdown comeback due to penalty. He had it another 20-yard catch, come back to penalties. So um, that could have gone Reggie's way. Eckler didn't really um, do much in that game. Um, and a couple penalties might have cost Reggie a win. 
so now he's sitting at three and three. Um, Master Stroke squeaked out a, a one point win over um, Free Chiefs, and actually you were involved on Monday night as well. You had Polly, who uh, was kind of you know not doing much through the first three quarters. I even I think texted you and you know uh, some other members. Does Polly stink? And then literally the first play of the fourth quarter, he gets a 60-yard catch. Um, and that, that secured the victory for you. So a lot of different week six here, a lot of close games. And, um, yeah, we're just, just happy uh, to, to move on from that unfortunate last Monday night play. Yeah, um, really unfortunate. I'm sorry you had to to go through the high right. lows of that. Part of the process. That catch process. penalty. Uh, that is brutal. Um, but, yeah, definitely some some close games. Uh, I was following along. I was watching the game uh, relatively close. And um, I think uh, anything, I mean, that's all I have from week six, Jack. Um, before we jump into power rankings, I was just looking ahead to week seven real quick. Uh, and there's a couple interesting matchups. Um, did anything, I guess, there's one other thing from, I guess, before we jump into uh, week seven. I wanted to bring up about week six. Sorry to backtrack here, um, but it's right, partner. In one, you know, I complimented you for getting a little creative in week five. You know, with who you played, um, and and getting the dub with with some quote unquote scrubs. Um, does Phil deserve the same kind of praise? You know, for following like a similar process, because um, he played some scrubs, but I mean, it they totally didn't pan out. Like, am I just? Was the process the same with his, you know, starts and just the results didn't quite work out? He played Marvin Mims, who uh, tried to go to Chick-fil-A, but ended with 1.2 somehow, and then also started Zach Charbonnet. Like, I'm, I'm curious if you think Phil really just kind of phoned it in last week, or um, did he follow a similar process to you, just kind of with different results? Um, he could have, he only lost by like less than a point. You know, yeah. so I'm curious if he could have done something a little bit differently, tried a little bit harder, maybe, maybe maybe made a trade or something. Not instead of waiting this week to trade uh, um, Roshan Johnson, maybe do something last week and start somebody better. Yeah, um, I don't know who was on the waivers, but looking at the at his bench, um, no one scored on his bench. He has zero points uh, well, on the whole bench there. So he could have he could have I don't know who he could have picked up. I mean, could he not um, have done the Roshan for Drake last week and not started Marvin maybe. Mims? Definitely should have started Marvin Mims. And he also put him in the flex spot on Thursday night, which is just a no-no. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was just a, a tough start. I know uh, D-Dog was very happy about that. Um, he also had Josh but, Downs in there, but that actually worked out well. He, he ended up with 10 points. Yeah, it should have been. Who did he have then that was in the – Wide receiver spot. Uh, Tank Dell, I think, but then he uh, didn't play. And then he did, and I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Charbonnet showed no life. Like, I mean, five points was the season high prior to that. So that was just like a prayer. Uh, Mims is just like, dude, give me one 50-yard catch because he's done that. He's got like five catches on the air, all for like 25 yards. So yeah, what? he was just praying for a, a one bomb on Thursday Night Football. Um, yeah, I mean, just, just, uh, I think some prayers out there and, and they were not answered 2.9 and 1.2. So 
four combined points on the between those two. Yep. All right. Um, enough about Phil. I just I just wanted to mention that. Um, but uh, Phil's team he's still three and three, so it's not like he's he's doing a terrible job managing his his team by any means. Um, but just an interesting week I think for him in week six. Uh, looking at week seven, Jack. Any matchups uh, stick out to you? Um, I know you're playing SPLLC, um, but anything um, either with your matchup or somebody else's uh, that you find intriguing? Um, I think Lightning and Reggie is an interesting match. Um, that might know, be like the best Lane two players has, in has fantasy. Struggled a little bit the last two weeks. He hasn't had Gibbs the last two weeks. Um, not that he's been what we what he drafted him to be, um, but still could be a, an integral part of the team. Um, Reggie may or may not have CMC, and uh, you know both those both those managers just want to win bad. Um, so that's why I love this matchup. Is you know this could put Reggie under five hundred if he loses, um, and it could also put Lane at six and one and just on a almost guaranteed a, a playoff spot. Right. Um, so I think that's uh, just kind of a, a big game for whoever wins it. Um, Lane, not as much if he loses, he's still at five and two and fine. But if Reggie loses, you know, sitting at three and four, and he might start panicking. So uh, I think that matchup is one I'm going to keep an eye on. That's a good one. Um, one that I'm keeping an eye on um, is TC Tuggers versus Scotty. Um, so Scott, uh, we'll talk about his team a little bit more in the power rankings, but um, he's on a bit of a skid. And I think he's got a chance to rebound this week against TC Tuggers. Uh, the, that at four and two, you know, looking pretty strong. But this week, uh, TC Tuggers is are, is playing these three guys: Donta Foreman, Kareem Hunt, and Curtis Samuel. Um, so the line that ESPN gives has Scott favored by nine this week. Yikes! Um, which you know the line doesn't mean much, but it at least gives you an idea that. Um, Scott's chance of winning it this week is is probably greater than 50 percent. Um, so he's he's at least the favorite going into this weekend. Um, so I'm looking to see if he can get back on track against Sam this week. Yeah, my favorite start is um, Scotty starting his twenty two dollar man Rashid Shahid on Thursday night. So let's mm. see if he can uh, catch a bomb and. And get him going in the right direction because he needs a win. He's in the thick of the bumper race, dude. Shahid's not bad. I saw him make a no, he's pretty really nasty not. catch it was just last funny week. That it was a twenty-two dollar bid when Puka went for twenty-two bucks. But yeah, actually, he really is not bad. No, he's not. We've given Scotty some grief over that pickup um, because it was just the wrong player. But still, yeah, um, people have made a lot worse bids this year. Clay, for example, two weeks ago. Um, yep. All right. That's enough about week five, week six, and week seven. Jack, we covered absolutely everything. Let's jump to our power rankings. All right. We got the post week six power rankings sponsored by Solid Gold. I think those are going to be the uh, beverages I get for our next pod partner. Wait. Maybe something else. No, dude, you have the, you can't, I thought you were doing something unique. All right. I'll go unique, but I might have Solid Gold in there too. Um, okay, well, one of them, one of them, one of your four horns that you can during these pods <laughs> can be a solid goal. We might go for a four piece next time. Um, I think everyone, 
pretty much knows that Kehoe's got the uh, the best roster right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's on a, a dub four. He's got the most points for. I mean, this guy's putting up like a buck thirty a week right now, minimum. Um, I mean, just looking at his team: Chase, Cup, Etienne, Walker, Josh Allen, Pacheco. It's just stud after stud, and he's got you know the potential pits now too, who we picked up for free. So that that could backfire on all of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, the the team's just in a really good spot at the moment. Um, scoring tons of points and he's got to be feeling pretty good. I know he, he's even mentioned to us that he's roster baiting quite a bit, uh, which I would be too looking at that. Sure. But, um, you know, I think, I think some members have been roster baiting at his lineup. I just, you know, it's, <laughs> uh, it's just getting out of hand. Um, but yeah, he's, he's in cruise control right now and I think he just needs to stay healthy. Uh, a lot of football left though. So, so we'll see, but right now he's got to be feeling pretty good after, after six weeks here. Yeah, you know, I, I think we've talked plenty about Keo's team, given him plenty of praise this this podcast. Um, definitely deserving of number one. Um, you know, if I was in his seat, what I'd be worried about is are Walker and ETN peaking, you know, too early? They're getting all their touchdowns maybe, you know, before um, when it matters the most. So mm-hmm. something to think about for Keo. Something um, to think about Keo. Dismantle your team. Yeah, maybe time to flip one of those guys. Um, yep. I'll take ETN. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Walker. Okay, you take Walker. Just, whatever, just give us. Um, all right, but yeah, Keo number one. Let's go to number two, Jack. It's, it's yourself, and the algorithm likes your team, and it, it's for obvious reasons. Um, you are going to be dealing with a little bit of a short roster going forward with the Montgomery injury. The guy can't seem to stay healthy. You know, he's already he's already been injured once. Now he's going on number two. Um, probably going to be out he's a couple weeks number here. Two. Yeah. He's, he's going number two. But what I think the Algo uh, likes about your team is that you're four and two, but your two losses are for like a combined eight points. You know, you... you put up high number of points. I think you're second in points for um, in your two losses, you scored 138 points and 94 points. Um, you really haven't had a low scoring week whatsoever. Your lowest scoring week is 89. If I score 89, I'm happy. So yeah. your team is, uh, while not at full strength and um, perhaps uh, not feeling its best at the moment, Due to that, you know, week six L, uh, still from a power rankings perspective, um, doing extremely well. Number two, I think, is appropriate. So um, I don't think yeah. it's, it's really not a surprise to see me or for for me to see you at number two. Yeah, we we like the team. The wide receivers are all studs. We're just getting bit by the injury bug a little bit at the running back position. Um, you know, we lost Dobbins week one. Monty's hurt again, so we're just piecing together that. If we can just find a little consistency, we like the team, but again, a lot of football left. Yep. Um, number three, we got Lightning Kale. Um, you know, he has manufactured wins. His last two weeks, he hasn't put up the points that he was through the first four, um, but still went one and one through the last two weeks. Um, you know, I, I praised the rookie running backs he went with both of them 
uh, Bijan and Jameer Gibbs at the draft. I really liked it. Gibbs is not quite panned out, um, but he might get a full workload this week and maybe next week while uh, Monty's out. Um, but it seems like Monty's definitely going to cap Gibbs's upside. And I think Algiers kind of capping Robinson's upside. Um, he doesn't have a rushing touchdown yet. I feel like he's due. I might just go bet that just because I think he's due. Um, but, you know, no rushing touchdowns through six weeks is is pretty concerning. However, he's got the scariest player to go against in fantasy football in Tyreek. Yeah. Um, he's just so good. I mean, he's like a guaranteed 150 yards and a touchdown each week. Um, can make a, a big play anytime during the game, make multiple. So, you know, Tyreek's going to carry his team and, and win him some weeks, and um, that's the luxury of having Tyreek. Yeah, a uh, big matchup this week in that, you know, we got Tyreek versus McCaffrey, if McCaffrey can go. Um, so, yeah. so two, the probably, if there was a redraft right now, I mean, Tyreek probably goes one and McCaffrey probably goes two. I don't know. They're one and two either yeah. way. Um, yeah. So a, ba- a battle this week for Lane. I think, um, you know, Lane was number one when we last spoke in the Power Rankings, and I think the main reason for the drop is um, not necessarily the record and the fact that he, you know, dropped a game. It's that, you know, he is uh, the fifth highest scoring manager this year. Um, so it's not like he's he's running the show um, in terms of points for every week. Um, he's on a little bit of a slide right now. And I think the difference is going to be what Gibbs can do for him. If Gibbs is, um, turns out to be, you know, like even a high-end RB2, like his team's going to be super dangerous. Um, but I think a lot of his season is going to rest on Gibbs' shoulders, and um, hopefully he can produce for Lane's sake. Um, that's all I got for Lane, Jack. Anything else before I jump to number four? That's it. Name change, though. He did change his name since... Name change. Um, it's since we last last potted. So which one do you Kale, like? Kale's one and one. Which one do you I like, like more? I like Lightning Kale better. Yeah. Um, I believe I looked it up. It's like an Instagram chef in Italy, maybe. Um, which is kind of funny. I didn't really go too deep into the account. Uh, I watched one video. Food looked great, and I know Lane's been into cooking quite a bit recently. Um, so I like it. Love the name change. Okay. Yeah, I, I like it too. And th- thanks for your research there, Jack. Good stuff. Yep. I was uh, curious. Yeah. Number number four. Uh, big jump here for Littlefinger. So Kirky was number 10 last time uh, we spoke, and now he's all the way up to number four. Um, it's it's really behind um, just his, his, I think you called him weird earlier, his wide receiver corpse. Um, there's, there's Amari Cooper, DJ Moore, and really Adam Thielen now. Um, and those three, um, while not all excelling on the same weeks, you know, at least one of them has gone off what seems like every single week. Um, and it's turned D. Kirk's team into into someone that's dangerous. Um, I'm playing D. Kirk this week. Not super excited about it. Um, he does have Derrick Henry on a bye, which is nice. Um, and then he's kind of got the... team captain on the bye. And Thielen is, you know, supposedly his team captain that he's trying to trade um, on a buy. Um, but uh, D. Kirk has just, he's kind of, I think, actually gone like a different route this year. You know, usually he's the one sending 
and making several trades. Um, I think he's still trying, but I think he's more content with his team this year than uh, typical, like a typical D Kirk roster. So he's kind of just hanging out with his guys and making more like larger bids on the waiver wire. Like he made a 17 bid on Quentin Johnson, for example. So um, that he already dropped. So he's he's going a different route this year. Um, nonetheless, um, he quite the jump for D Kirk this week, all the way up to number four. Yeah, I mean, his we kind of talked about it earlier. I mean, Henry and Jacobs are just very high volume, kind of been inefficient so far this year. Um, and his wide receivers have have been really good. But yeah, I agree. He's just kind of riding the the wave of his team and hoping that more and, and feeling keep it up. And you know, Cooper's a good you know person to plug in there as well. Uh, I know he's very angry with Deshaun Watson right now. Um, so much so that he has a third quarterback rostered in Kyler Murray. So we'll see how the QB sitch works itself out for master strokes. Yeah, yeah, good point. I didn't even didn't even pick up on that. Yeah. Um, number five, we got the Tuggers um, coming off of a Monday night just miracle win. Uh, not necessarily a miracle, but just a good win. <laughs> Tuggers is back. Um, Tuggers is back, dude. Yeah, you know, it's it's good that it's Tuggers and not Wemby. You know that that name is now behind us. That's the last time I'm going to say that. Um, but yeah, no Tuggers. Laporta, he just sticks out, man. What a great pickup! I believe D Dog actually picked him up and dropped him in the beginning of the year. Um, really, Laporta is just super. Yeah, very consistent. He's getting tons of targets each week. Um, you know, with Monty going out in that game, he got peppered with 11 targets. I love Brandon Ayuk as well. He's a big play waiting to happen every time that, you know, he can get the ball. Um, he's pretty consistent with scoring points. He's over 600 on the year. Um, although the lineup doesn't look great this week. Um, you know, he also has Brees Hall, who I think is definitely a RB1 the rest of the way, um, getting the full workload now. So, you know, I... I I kind of like Tugger's team. Um, needs Adams to get healthy, and I think he'll be he'll be fine. Uh, but yeah, I think Tugger's is just on a great bounce back campaign, and you know, just trying to put together a, a playoff roster here. Yeah, I think the you know we've seen Tugger's really climb the power rank, power rankings throughout this year, and I think you hit one of the reasons. It's Laporta, I'm um, really coming into form, and Brees Hall is the second one. Um, a guy who started out pretty limited, but is really coming on strong here um, and probably has a chance to be like a, a top five, top 10 guy for sure um, rest of season. Um, so Tuggers, yeah, the future is is certainly bright, um, which is why he's he's rising in the ranks. Uh, he's up there to number five. Tuggers. Um, number six is actually myself. Uh, Jack, fun, f- I have a trivia question. Okay. Okay. So... On ESPN, you can look at, I just found this today as I was clicking around in our prep session. You can click on, um, if you're on your desktop and you go to league, you can click on rosters. Now don't do this, but you can do that and you can see like where the player originated from. Free agency, draft, or trade. So, who do you think on their team has the most non-drafted players like whose roster is made up of players 
like the most players that either they traded for or picked up off of free agency? I'm going to go with Tuggers. Tuggers is incorrect. The most would actually be Carl. So mm. Carl should have known that Carl's been super active. Excluding defenses, I, I didn't really look at defenses for this, but he only has three players on his team that he drafted. He's got I'm Stevenson, uh, Evan Ingram, and Deontay Johnson. Everybody else, he's got oh, a ton wow. of free this agents. Is... Um, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, Jack. So from my team, I have only excluding defenses two players that are off on free agents. Uh, Logan wow. Thomas, who's, I mean, worthless. And then Devon A-Chain. Uh, everybody else is a guy I drafted. Um, haven't made any trades yet this year. So not not even like really anything to take away from that. It's more just like a f- little little trivia, little fun game that, that I, I noticed. I don't know if you said this because I then started going and looking, but Muertos only has three drafted players remaining. No, no, I definitely just said that. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I got distracted when I went and started looking at this. This is actually pretty fascinating. Yeah. Good data. Yeah, good data. Good data. We'll be throwing something fun out like this every week. Um, <laughs> Sorry, partner, for not listening. No, no worries. No worries. I know you were uh, just wanted it. I mean, you love data just as much as I do. You just really want to get your yeah, hands man, on I it. Just, I just dive right in. Yep. All right. So I'm number six. Um, I think I was I was actually number seven last time, so pretty flat for me. Um, who is seven yeah. this week? Real quick, partner. Um, you're on a dub three. I mean, that's got to feel good. Last time we we uh, chatted, you were you kind of squeaked out a, a win in the '80s. You felt like you know you got a bone tossed your way finally, or a, a ball bounced your way, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're. I love your team because. Your your studs haven't like they haven't been awful in um, Ridley and Pollard and Waddle, but they haven't also like been what they're supposed to be. But everyone else has been super good. Like Collins is a stud. You have the Chan on your team. Uh, Swift has been really good. So I think you got to feel pretty good, um, you know, kind of moving forward. And I think if your your studs start to, uh, to live up to the hype, you'll have a pretty complete roster there. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I like my team. Don't love it. I think if Achan was healthy, I would I would really like my team. But in the in the meantime, it's just kind of it's so so. Yep, and he, he might be healthy when it matters most, though, partner. Yeah. Um, next, uh, we actually have Wiggy, um, which might surprise some people because his his points for are surprisingly low. Um, he's actually in the 11th spot at 514, only six points ahead of Muertos. Um, but he's sitting at three and three. He just got Eckler back. Uh, and he actually only eclipsed 90 points for the first time this week. But when you look at it, so there's a lot of data backing this up. Um, but it's the, it's the, the trade where his roster, you know, the starting lineup looks very complete. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got Eckler back. He's got a R, you know, RB one. He's got a low end RB one in Kamara. He's got Pittman, who's been getting peppered with targets. DK and AJ Brown, who's a, a top five, six wide receiver. Um, so the the starting unit, I think, is very strong. 
Um, the depth is a, a little concerning, um, and losing Richardson sucks, but you know, I think, I think Wiggy moving forward is going to be uh, a team you don't really want to play. Yeah. I think Wiggy's best days are ahead. And I think the Algo recognizes that. I think you're spot on there, Jack. Um, but yeah, yeah, not he's only got over ninety one stats out and <laughs> tossing them at seven. But hey, Algo knows it's not us; it's the Algo. Well, the Algo prices a lot into it, and it considers you know what it thinks it projects to happen in the future. And he, they know Eckler's been hurt, so makes yep. sense. They know. Um, so number eight, um, Reggie. So Reggie's three and three. Um, this is actually um, a relatively significant drop five spots in the power kings for reggie um he got off to a hot start and his points four is actually still pretty solid so there's there's definitely some positive data um for reggie but you know as we mentioned last time he's still really just powered by um mccaffrey and if mccaffrey's banged up and misses a week like he he really is is gonna struggle to find somebody to, to plug in um and if he were to have faced, you know, a couple week absence or anyone on his team really were to get hurt, um, he just kind of lacks the depth um, to fill in the gaps, which is why I think um, he's not, you know, a top five guy in the league right now. Um, but I'll, I'll say this, like his players just somehow get it done. Like mm-hmm. against all odds, like Garrett Wilson continues to put up points with, with Zach Wilson and um, despite, you know, George Pickens might not be, like, you know, the most complete wide receiver, like, still put up 23 last time he was out there. So Jonathan Taylor coming back is is really um, going to make or break D-Mal's year. Like, so far, they're, they're bringing him back very slowly. Zach Moss has still been, like, actually good. Um, so they might even bring Taylor back even slower than you would have imagined. Um but still, I think, you know, D-Mail's kind of just like in that second tier of teams um, where um, you, you just don't love his team, but you don't hate it. Um, he's just he's just kind of right in the middle. Um, I will say, like, having Mark Andrews, I think, will go a long way throughout the, the rest of this year. I've been doing the, the tight end carousel, and it's just been miserable. I just keep playing guys that fun. get less than, like, even, like, three points. I can't even get somebody to give me five points a week. Uh. Um, yeah, no, me too, partner. Me too. I had two guys. I had two guys I was choosing between. They combined for four points. So <laughs> yeah, so there, there's there's never there's not even a right answer. It's like like <laughs> it do sucks. I play Dalton Schultz, Logan Thomas, or Tyler Higby? It doesn't matter. They all suck. Um, but what I'm saying is, I think Mark Andrews could make a difference down the stretch here, um, as you have players on by. And you have basically you're starting an extra wide receiver with Mark Andrews out there. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Reggie's team? Yeah, he needs McCaffrey healthy and JT to get a full workload. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with with the Mark Andrews portion there. Um, you know, just don't have to worry about the tight end. You're gonna win that positional matchup almost every week. Um, Pickens, Addison. Wilson right now, I mean, look at them. They're the 22nd, 24th, 25th. He's got three of the same guys there. Um, you know, kind of a, a lowish floor of, like, single digits, points, but could also go off for, for 20 and break off a big play. So 
just kind of boomer bust guys at the wide receiver spot. What do you um, think about the Jordan Mason pickup? Um, I I mean, it sounds like Shanahan um, would prefer Elijah Mitchell to start, and I think that's who would. But I think that they'll split carries, and I think if McCaffrey's out, you know, you're gonna they're gonna start Mason. Um, but it's always I I played that game before when they don't have their starting running back, and I think it was Jermichael Hasty a year or two ago. And, like, he just went off one game and then picked him up, started him, and he got, like, two touches. So, yeah. without McCaffrey, it can be – it's, like, the weirdest position because it's the best system to have a running back in, but you just don't know who it's going to be or how much. Yeah, makes sense. At least he's got one of them. So, you know, if McCaffrey doesn't go, he can plug him in, and, you know, I'm sure he'll still get some, some carries. Yep, yep. We're on the same page there. Um, so yeah, that's Reggie at eight. Who do we got at number nine? Number nine, we got Spurl. Um, Spurl seems kind of trending in the wrong direction. Uh, ever since he lost James Conner, um, team's kind of gone down a little bit. Tank Dell's been out. He just lost Kyron Williams this past week, who sounds like he'll be out, um, you know, potentially a few weeks. Um, he did pick up Zach Evans, but, you know, he's just very reliant on, on Mahomes and Kelsey. Um, and if they're off a night, you know, I don't think Phil's, Phil's going to win. Um, but yeah, he's just kind of battling the injury bug right now. Pretty hard. Smith looks like he's a little banged up. Like I said, Kyron Williams, James Connors out on the IR, um, forced to start Najee and Evan. So just kind of had a, a tough uh, few weeks here. Um, but we'll, we'll see how, you know, kind of if, if those guys can step up and score some points for him, but Kind of in a and just a tough few weeks stretch here for Spurl. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what Spurl does. You know, I think he's been taken um, up until this point really the path of least resistance. You know, he's been ordering Uber Eats every night rather than you know going to the grocery and making something from scratch. And does he have the capacity and the skill to really you know turn his season around? That's what kind of remains to be seen for me. Um, I think the Zach Evans pickup could end up being a really good one. Um, $12 might be really cheap. Um, in a few, yeah. Might look really cheap in a few weeks when we look back on this. If he ends up getting like, you know, 15 carries for the next two or three weeks while Kyron's out. Um, I do like the trade for Drake London. You pointed it out. He's really only had two bad weeks out of six. Like, that's not terrible. And he got him for, for Roshan Johnson, who's, you know, whatever. Um that being said, like his roster still sucks. Like, look who he's playing right now. <laughs> he's playing Najee, Zach Evans, Romeo Dobbs this week. Like, that's pretty garbage. And week, yeah. week 10, when he plays Tuggers and the Chiefs are on a bye, like, it's a free win for Tuggers. So he's going to have to, you know, basically count that week as an L already, too. Um, but he's three and three. Um, I'm just interested to see what Phil does, Phil does moving forward. Um, still he's got Muertos this week. He's got Muertos. So that, that's an interesting matchup. I think this is a very interesting matchup. The line is uh, 0.5, so Vegas does not know which way this one's going to go. Pick em. It's a little pick em. Um so we'll see. Um, but the ball's in, in Phil's court. Let's see if he makes any moves or if he just hangs on tight and he's a believer in his roster. Um, but 3-3, three and three, uh, ninth place so far in the power rankings, or at least right now, that is for Phil. Um, number 10. You know, we might as well just jump on over to Muertos right now. 
Um, a guy really on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of movement on his roster, as we mentioned earlier. Um, Muertos, I'm surprised he hasn't traded Justin Jefferson yet. Perhaps he's just hanging on to him at this point now that it's been a couple weeks. and the Not cl- due to lack of effort. No, he I think... He sent me fair yeah. trades. I just, I'm scared. He sent me fair trades too, and even one that like people would probably say, dude, that was a no-brainer trade, but I couldn't do it because I had like one win at the time. I'm like, yeah. I, I can't afford just to stick somebody on my IR. Um, yeah. but I'm surprised somebody in a better position um, didn't pull the trigger or hasn't yet. Um, but Muertos, really, what, what changes for him going forward is that Mostert is probably just going to be the lead back for, the, for a while and could be really good. Um, and then Deontay Johnson is now coming back from IR too. So things are looking up for Muertos. Um, I th- the IBM Watson, whoever calculates those playoff odds, I'm not looking at it right now, but probably has them pretty low. Um, but there's there's obviously still a chance. He We talked about this last week or two weeks ago. You need seven wins, most likely, plus some points. Um, but we play for 14 weeks. You know, so we still got eight eight more weeks to to get seven more wins. Um, so definitely still a chance he can make playoffs. Yeah, uh, and he's got a you know a, a limping Spurly this week. Um, he still gets to play um, you know Scotty later in the year. So you never know. He just Carl Carl's. Uh, we gave him praise in the preseason. He's a capable manager. So we'll we'll see. Uh, you know, if he can put together a little run here and make the playoffs. But yeah. time is dwindling. He can he cannot afford really many other losses. Um, next we got uh the the victim himself, SP. Um, you know, prayers to you and your, your family. Um but SPLC, you know, the, the points for hasn't been terrible despite his record. Um looking at, you know, kind of his schedule over the year. He's had 89, so pretty much 90 points, 180, 110, 90, you know, one bad week, sub 70. Just, you know, probably had a couple of matchups that he could have won, especially when you put up 108, you know, you kind of expect to win. Um, and, you know, it's just kind of been some unfortunate luck. Let me get back to his team here. Yeah, I mean, Miles Sanders, you could say that's been unlucky with the, with his injury. Um Trades for Justin yeah, Fields. Aaron Jones has been out too yeah. for a while. Olave's kind of been banged up, so kind of some bad injury luck as well. Um, and he traded for Fields. Now he's out, so that's kind of unfortunate. Jacoby Myers has actually been kind of a, a good surprise for him. Um, but yeah. now with with uh, Jimmy G probably out. Who knows with the backup? I don't even know who their backup is. I think it's Brian Hoyer, actually Spartan. Um, but Jacoby's been a great great pickup. We'll just see how you know his angel does and his, his potential team captain the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean the thing about SP is is that he focused a lot on Lane during the pod, but he's still kind of like the kid, uh, you know, that you played growing up in basketball. That the team's losing by twenty points, but he's still talking smack out there. Uh, you know, SP's one in five. Um, really has probably. I don't. I mean, the worst, if not the second worst, roster out there. Um, but for some reason, still thinks you know he's he knows what he's doing this year. Um, I don't really see 
a chance for his team to make playoffs. Um, I think at this point, he's he's going to be fighting for that that you know just don't finish as bumper. Um, he's in the three headed bumper race right now. Yeah, that could like, change, but right now there's a, a clear three teams that all at one and five that are are battling for bumper. Yeah, and he he has like I'd say the one positive is that. He, like compared to some other rosters, like he actually has a little bit of depth. Like he actually has some guys on his bench. They're like, oh yeah, I, I could play that guy. And like Phil, <laughs> Phil doesn't even have that. Um, SP's like, yeah, I could throw in Jacoby Myers every week. You could play, you know, McLaughlin if you really needed to. Um, we'll see what happens with Royce Freeman, Conte Ingram, but like um, he does have a little bit of depth. So maybe he could do like a package, maybe make some moves. Um, but yeah, I think the algo slotting him at 11 is, is appropriate for now, um, until we see a little bit more out of his ball club. Uh, we rounding out with partner. Yeah. Let's finish things up here with Scotty. And it brings me no pleasure to say this, but since scoring 170 points in week three, um, Scotty has scored 71, 79, 70, and then 65. Um, so he's really fallen off. Uh, with the caveat that his players have had some early buys, um, guys like Mike Evans, um, you know, already had his buy, one of his best players, and then um, he's obviously dealt with the the Saquon injury as well, and T. Higgins was injured, so a little bit of bad injury luck early, um, but it's 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 kind of like he might have dug himself too big of a hole at this point. He's one in five with um, a low points four, so the future is not bright. He's starting Sam Howell going forward, um, so that you know that can't be great. Um, but I guess we'll see. James Cook seems to be like a good football player, but really not getting like as much volume or touchdowns as much as you'd like to see. Um, you know, sticking with uh, Bachelor in Paradise comparisons here from last week, Jack. I know you. Actually, I don't think you're not watching, are you? I don't know if you are or not, but if you are, I'm a viewer. Scott is kind of like Will, um, which you know, Will in the show got off to a great start. Um, oh, and well, well. he's got his girls, but they keep getting stolen by the new dudes that show up, um, and that's yeah. that's kind of like Scott. You know, he keeps this renewed energy, and every time you know, it seems to things seem to be falling in place and going his way. You know, there's another injury. Um, another, you know, hot guy shows up from, you know, different season of The Bachelor and just takes his girl from him. So yeah, poor Will. Scott, I'm is, pretty sure Will is from Grand Rapids. Really? From, I mean, from Wyoming. I'm impressed by your knowledge of just Bachelor in Paradise, Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just trying to get get a feel for all all rosters here. Yeah. So Scott's um, fallen from eight to twelve, Jack. Um, what are your thoughts on Scott's team as we round yeah. things out for tonight? Getting down to one and five is tough. Um, you know, Higgins has been very disappointing. Cook's been, you know, not terrible, but like you said, he's just not getting the volume. He hasn't had Barkley. Um, you know, he's got the positional advantage at tight end with Hawkinson. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think he can string together wins when healthy. I mean, he actually is pretty deep. Um, but yeah, I think it just might be too little too late with the, with the current points for as well. Um, 
But we'll see. We'll see. You know, it starts here in, in week seven. Get a win against the Tuggers, and you never know. He's got a good opportunity with Tuggers short-staffed. Jack, last question. Do you think uh, any of the one and five teams makes the playoffs? I'm going to say no, because um, a lot of their points for isn't, isn't high. That could change in a week, um, but I'm going to say no. Okay. What do you think? No, I, I agree. I just want to see if you wanted to make a bold prediction or anything right now. But no, not, not feeling bold tonight. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Jack, manager of the week, before we before we leave, uh, so week two was D-Mau. Week four was Kehoe. Jack, who do you think is deserving uh, following week six? I hate to say it, partner. Um, but I think we're going to go with our back-to-back, and I think it's going to be Kehoe again. Yeah. He's made, he's made trades that have been timely when it comes to injuries. Not that that's in his control, but they just happen to pan out. Um, he's held on to, to key pieces like Pacheco. Uh, he, you know, Kenneth Walker still holding on to. No reason really to trade him, but he's obviously not afraid to trade, to trade uh, big players. Um, but he's just making right moves, and, and you know the roster is, again, brought it up top in the league at the moment um but he's just again making good moves um and yeah. i think he wants to kind of prove that it wasn't a technical championship last year and he's got he's on a mission right now yeah i think the icing on the cake for for why Kiho went back to back is is the kyle pitts pickup so mm. Kehoe's on a, a on the tight end carousel but he might be hopping off as pitts who he picked up for zero dollars keep in mind has gone 12 points and then 13 points. So That's beautiful for a tight end. I mean, if I could More get a tight enough. end to score double digits, dude, I would be ecstatic. Um, I, I don't have double digits total in a year. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, dude. Um, so I think that, I mean, just look at his bench. He's just doing a really good job managing his roster. He's doing a good job. I, I think there, there's really no debate here that he's deserving um, for these last couple weeks. Um, and hopefully we can get somebody new on the board uh, for week eight. Um, but week six uh, goes to Kehoe. So Kehoe's got two in the year. d has got one. And uh, that's all I got for tonight, Jack. Anything else before we uh, speak again following week eight? It's going to be, uh, I mean, this is an important time of the year. Um, you know, if you could have a 1-17 with a clear bumper, uh, you know, title and grasp. Um, you know, people are going to make playoff pushes. There's going to be lots of trades, buys. So it's going to be spicy the next two weeks. Jack, we might have a new, like, first-time bumper this year. Um, yeah, I mean, those three in contention would all be first-timers. It would be it would be funny. I'm not wishing that Scotty gets bumper, <laughs> but if he gets bumper and gets to do his karaoke, yeah, um, that's only would be awesome. That's only right, yeah. It would be just awesome. So for, funny. For Scotty, instead of like 11 songs, it should be like 33 songs. Because that seems like <laughs> that would actually be a That's how much he wants to do, period. Right. All right. Well, good stuff, Jack. Um, appreciate all the commentary, research, just all the hard work you put into this podcast uh, each and every other week. Um, until then, Jack, until week eight.
You know, good luck. All right, partner. Best of luck, partner. All right, adios.